Welcome to Eggs, Bacon, Grits, Sausage Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Thelonious Fiorito. On this show, I get advice from my guests on how to get better at stand-up comedy. Oftentimes, we only hear from mega-successful comedians like Ralphie May, Ari Shafir, or Roy Woods Jr., and that's really how it should be, but I don't care because I like getting here. My Damn it, I always stutter that part. I like hearing more advice, and I like it when it's from someone more local, more current, and more connected to the scene that we're in. Judd Apatow wrote a book about interviewing famous comics on his high school radio station, so I'll interview some non-famous comics who are going to maybe also get there because that's how we do it out here. On today's show, I have a comic who's been doing stand-up for umpteen years. We met at Broadway Comedy Club. Uh, how are we doing, Spencer Wright? Yo, thank you, Thelonious. This is great, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm super happy to have you on. We've been talking about this for what seems like weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, We've been talking about it for a while. You're a guy that I, uh, I actually respect. I do say that behind your back, too. And, um, no, I, I, I appreciate you coming on. You're a guy who seems to know a lot about comedy. We talk about it in the stairwell all the time. I pop up to the desk and uh, get yelled at, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because I want to get those little tidbits of information <laughs> that you only you can offer. Uh-huh, yes, that I steal from other better comedians and relay hey, to you. That's, that's exactly the point. It. That's the point. Once you, that's what you think I, I don't want it from you. I want it from the Andre Mitchells, and, the, <laughs> yeah. and, and then he gets them from the, from the guys who are above him. Mm-hmm. That's how this works, trickle-down uh, stand-up-anomics. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah, we're definitely taking some Reagan principles and applying it to the stand-up comedy world. So that's, <laughs> we definitely want to be more like Reagan in comedy, for sure. Definitely. I am a huge Reaganomics fan. No. How are you, so, um, you know, how are, how are you doing? I, we could talk about the weather for a second. Like, it's hot out. It's okay to talk about it. Dude, I was watching, uh, I was watching tape. Um, I did some shows last night, and I was watching the tape, and I, dude, I looked so bad, like, sweaty-wise. It looked so bad. But I, I honestly, like, I was talking to somebody and they were like, oh, it doesn't matter if you sweat on stage because, like, you know, arguably the best stand-up special is uh, Richard Pryor live in concert and he's uh, sweating his ass off. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah that's that was one. 30 years ago. And the most <laughs> legendary, yeah, you know, like 50 at this time. And, like, it's like, I, I don't know, I just look, you look so ridiculous when you, like, because sweat just means you're uncomfortable, you know? Dude, it's hot. Uncomfortably hot. <laughs> that's okay, yeah. Like, your mm-hmm. body is reacting to the nature around us of, 95 degree basement heat i think that's all right <laughs> yeah you were at uh bodega comedy bodega so no i yeah i had a, I had a uh I'm a, i had a good weekend i went to um there's this uh rooftop show called uh topless in the lower east side i did that friday and then i stopped by uh bodega kids on friday night uh that was awesome uh jc mendoza ran 30 minutes um Damn. a guy who i just like Damn. when i look at when i think of like stand-up comedy on the come up like he's He's been killing it the past year, and it's just really cool to see everything he's done. Um, and then on Saturday, I did uh, the six, eight, and the ten at Broadway. So that was that was good. The six went well. Uh, oh, the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. today's Sunday. That's dude. a weird. No, 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 no. <laughs> weird schedule thing because we don't. Saturday is the only day that has the weird schedule, or maybe uh-huh. Friday does. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not on those days, so I don't know <laughs> these things. No, all good, man. Uh, yeah, I I and then did the six, eight, and the ten, and uh, six was great. Eight, I absolutely ate it, nice. and then the the ten went well. So, not a bad weekend. Two or three, 
Mm -hmm. and then the other two. Yeah, no, I would, I didn't perform, but I kid just got to support. But yeah, nice. Had a, had a decent weekend. Dude, support is is uh, is key, man. And if you're looking to support, join BetterHelp. Nah, no, I um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm um, that's cool. I'm I'm trying to figure out how much to support and how to support. I really want to. We should talk about. Let's talk about pregame. Mm -hmm. uh, it's your your own show that you're producing with Brent Burnbaum. Mm -hmm. Burnbaum. Yeah, exactly. That's how I say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, tell, tell us about how did when did you start that? That's been going on now for just over a year, and we uh, like we started of June of last year. I I just I I was uh, the the genesis of it. I just was at Stand Up New York, and uh, this really funny guy. You can catch him at the cellar every week. Uh, Eric Newman was there, and I was like, oh, Hey, wow. dude, I don't know what I'm doing at all in New York. <laughs> I, I like I'm just I'm trying to figure this scene out, and he was just like best advice I can give a young comic because you know all, everybody throw, says throws around BS advice and you don't know who to listen to this was great advice right. he just goes start a show yeah and I was like oh yeah great idea so I started it started advertising for it was getting comics together and then Brent was like if you ever need any help just let me know because he was working at Broadway and I was like you know what dude like you want to just be a co-producer on this because like this is a lot of work <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's been a great partnership um We've uh, we've gone from like doing rooftop shows to shows in uh, art galleries, and now we're gonna be in this like speakeasy in Little Italy uh, this next no month. Way. Yeah, it's gonna be so. It's, it's been really exciting, and a lot that's of awesome. comics have like come out and support, and it's been really cool to see. So yeah, no, that's that's really cool, man. I um I've heard a, a lot of advice, and that is something that a lot of people have recommended mm -hmm. is trying to start your own show because. I um and in a way it's like to give back to the community which I uh, agree with like I mm -hmm. I can't I don't really have time to host an open mic anymore mm -hmm. I just uh, I just took a full time job so now oh congrats thank you so now I I'm probably just gonna me and Julia Kastner have been talking about host producing a show for a while and we're actually doing it now uh -huh. and we we we're we're talking to some places. But it is it is hard, and that's why I was gonna. I can't do it on my own. Even mm -hmm. if I could bring everyone, I just finding the place. Um, I mean, really, it's just finding the place. Mm -hmm. I think finding the place is the hardest part, and then just have. I guess having another person to just support me mentally is important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I, I think that's something that's, that's important. Is like you when you find your co-producer, and I'm sure you found this with Julia, where it's like you got to find somebody that you work well with. Because there are so many funny people in the scene, you just got to make sure that the person that you're producing the show with is also very fun. Like, I mean, a very hard worker. You're gonna be. Able, I was about to say very funny. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, guess yeah. what I'm saying. No, it's like that they're willing to work hard on this. Yeah. And I will say, like, start off. Um, don't bite off more than you can chew with the show because, like, we're still monthly right now. So yeah, we've had yeah. like I, I think it's like 13 shows. Um, we're not every month. Yeah, oh, just yeah. Yeah, every month, oh, wow. and uh, we, they, everyone has been a success uh, obviously hurdles along the way but we will be moving bi-weekly soon but that was just really? like a, a slow process because i yeah. see so many shows wanting to just get off all right we're gonna go bi-weekly and then two months we're gonna go weekly and i'm like I, that's rough yeah those I first couple that. those first <laughs> couple might be bangers but like yeah. that's i don't know it's just that's a lot so no i can't do that i can't imagine that i honestly i'd be down for every six weeks I don't mm -hmm. need the, like, I want to do every month, but I, I also, because it, it, I'm sure in the preparation of even doing it, it has been semi-stressful and time-consuming, and if you're doing it every month, you're probably working on it 
you know, three weeks out. You're probably yeah. booking people months out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're, you know, you got to find the space. Hopefully you can get the same space every month. But if you can't, like we won't, then yeah. it's a every month our deal of, oh shit, I got to find this place. And that, that is part of it at first where you might be thinking like, oh, like the returns aren't necessarily there. You know what I mean? Like where it's like you spend so much time promoting so much, uh, so many man hours, just like communicating with comics seeing who can, who can do the show. And then it's for you to do, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, you're like, oh, what, what the hell? Like, this is not really worth it. Mm-hmm. But I, I promise you it pays in dividends going down the, the line. Because, like, now I have people, you know, who are from, like know, are aware of the brand. A lot of people want to get on the show. Like, it's just it's a good way to get yourself out there and, you know, put up, you know, in the past years. Like, you know, we've put up, you know, 60 comics or whatever. And that's, like, yeah. it's a really cool feeling. No, I, I want I want to do it for just also the giving back part. And also, I'd like to get 15, 10 minutes or whatever. I'm not going to do 10, 15 minutes, but hey, yeah, I'm, also, I'm probably going to host, I wanna host <laughs> it. And, you know, I want to host it occasionally, at least the first couple. Uh, I, well, you don't recommend it? Well, the thing is, how am I going to get my people to come? Because I'll probably, in the beginning, it'll be a bing, bringer, essentially. I'll just bring it, all my friends. So I will have them bring people. Brent, Brent and I starting out we both uh we alternated the months in which we hosted but then we quite uh like quickly found out we're like oh it'd be nice to have like both of us making sure all the comics were arriving figuring out like photographers there like there's all these like little side tasks that one person probably could like like nail down and like take tickets Mm. you know that like but we're like oh man it's so much easier if we have both of us helping out and so that's when about like halfway through, like, you know, six shows in, we're like, yo, we're going to start paying a host. And then when you're saying like you want to get people there, you're be like, yeah, I'm going to do a longer set. They don't know what a longer set is. That could be uh, seven minutes. Who gives? Like, <laughs> just true. be like, just be like, yeah, like, and then also if these in these beginning shows, that means that you're going to be able to on some tiny level socialize a little bit more with the people who come out to support. So if you're not if you're not hosting if you're not hosting okay yeah here. so actually you're more there with the people that are supporting you than if you're not hosting. and dude I don't know if you've seen this I I saw this um on Friday the guys who produced the show great dudes funny dudes uh that this is uh, one of the early ones that they have they had a lot of their friends come out and I don't know if you've seen this I've I feel like I've seen this at industry room shows when you've got a ton of friends they might woo and cheer when they come up on stage. When they're watching their friend, they're okay. like not laughing how they should because they're just kind of like in awe of watching their friend on stage. So, like, if you want a good spot on your show, give yourself a good spot, like five comics deep or whatever, in the middle of the show. So three, people four have comics learned deep. how to laugh. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because okay. Like, oh, you put in a, a lot of hard idea. work to get that show up and running. Well, so. I'll. I'll how about this? I'll let Julia host it. You know what? How about I run your show? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to exactly, run your show. Exactly. Give it to Are me. you saying that you're going to produce my show? <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. All right. And you'll just book me on my own show. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe I won't even get a spot the no, first I couple. I mean, you're, you're definitely not getting paid. That's for sure. But <laughs> No, I'm not. That's cool, though. I'm not looking to get paid, I guess. But <laughs> No, I mean, it's good to, good to hear this stuff because, uh, you know, a lot of people that listen are beginning comics and people who are kind of doing the open mic scene, grinding it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I listen back to this, so like it's good for me to know because you know when I'm like uh, last two weeks ago we had on the guy who uh, Maxi Mellon, Maxim, mm-hmm. he hosts Don't Quit Your Day Job. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it. Great podcast. Mm-hmm. You know it. 
Yeah, no, I'm familiar right. with it. You're familiar. Okay. Uh-huh. I think I like I saw that like SB was on it like a oh, little yeah. while ago. She yeah, was yeah. on it. Exactly. We talked about that episode because I've listened to like her episode, Vanessa, Igor Martinez, like a few people who I actually double booked this week. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. I actually <laughs> <laughs> felt horrible. <laughs> and then this morning when I couldn't get when I like realized, oh, man, I didn't remind Spencer. I'm like, damn, I just double booked this thing. And somehow I almost I might have zero. <laughs> guests. And then I'm not even kidding. I'm Googling like solo comedy podcast i'm listening to chris D'Elia's podcast i'm listening to bert uh kreischer which is not a single podcast i'm listening to bill burr's thing and i'm like man how do they do this stuff mm-hmm. and they're like all like 15 years into stand-up at this point so i'm like there's no dude i'm just gonna suck dude, that's it's it's so funny that like I don't, I don't give a shit what your opinion of like uh bert's actual stand-up is because some people might just be like oh he's just like this party dude Burtcast is a great Burtcast. resource yeah. for young comics because he loves talking stand up. So like hearing him and like Gaffigan talk about early two thousand stand up is so cool. Like it's just like talking. How come about, you didn't tell me about this, man? I, dude, I come to you for the, dude, the I, questions gonna, and I'm you tell start, me the wrong I'm gonna, stuff. I'm gonna start sending you uh, Burtcast episodes that I've loved. It's you I love like a blog it. where you just like update like great comedy resources. Dude, I'm trying to run the scene. I'm not making a fucking study guide for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, let's make be- <laughs> Thelonious great and while I struggle in the weeds. That's awesome. <laughs> dude, I need it. All mm-hmm. right, I'll give you. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, man. I was trying. I'm, I, no, I'll hook you up. Thank you. I, you you hooked me up with uh, you. You. You're like, you put me back on uh, how, uh, if we're drunk yet, what is it? We might be drunk. We might be drunk. Mm -hmm. I listen to it. You're right. Now, I even watch Jim Gaffigan again because I used to have a negative opinion of him Mm -hmm. just because before I did stand up. I I don't think you didn't like that your parents fucked with him or what was uh, no my parents don't care about him. my parents don't know who he is my dad's favorite stand up might still be Woody Allen uh huh so like and my mom he has great has taste zero, yeah yeah like like no he just loves the movies but uh-huh. uh no Jim Gavigan's voice bothered me mm, oh when he do the when he do the inside head voice and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I like hot pot <laughs> so I just thought it was cheesy and corny and I was too cool for that mm-hmm. and then I just hadn't listened to Jim Gaffigan since dude that's like that's actually part of like a big part of maturing is getting over the I'm too cool for insert here you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. like just like enjoy, like oh my god the amount of stuff that I would call corny growing up or like hack that's just like just <sighs> enjoy stuff dude <laughs> like yeah. the fact that it's lame to like things get out of here that's like I, I, I'm in the same boat though because watching his stand up, um, uh, it was actually it was only during quarantine that I got into his uh, uh, album because I, I would rent stand up CDs from mm. the library because my dad lived right by the library. Dude, I had such a weird quarantine. I was what delivering Chinese food and living in my dad's apartment, his one bedroom, and like <laughs> and yeah. renting stand-up CDs in St. Louis. Renting? Where? Yeah. I feel like you were doing this in 2001. Yeah, exactly, dude. I was, I was driving a 2003 red Mustang with the top down, ripping cigs, <laughs> delivering Chinese food. <laughs> it was the best. But I listened to Mr. <laughs> Universe, I think, and I was like, oh, Gaffigan. Gaffigan's got heat. Like I, that's when I was like, I was completely off base. So I was in the same boat. Yeah. But um, and then also in those interviews, he's so, um, he's just cool, man. He he does he come off cool. really he's cool. Way different than on stage, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little different than on stage. I think that he's just a master of, um, appealing to an audience, man. I think that yeah. I, I, there are so many comics that, like, I I, I don't know. I, 
that like I think Cat Williams has mastered this too of understanding what his audience might want from him and then giving that a hundred percent. So I don't think Gaffigan I think Gaffigan when he's selling out theaters, he's realizing, oh, like these, you know, sixteen to eight sixteen to twenty year olds aren't buying tickets. It's people, it's more mature people who's got money, who's gonna so that's who I'm going to appeal to. I'm still gonna be very funny, but I also understand they don't have to have like a freaking like like a, a meme humor comedy's lame vibe about me. Like Okay. <laughs> meme humor comedy's lame. Yeah, dude. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh man, I was uh yeah, whenever I whenever I have smoke any weed, I get very paranoid about like, oh man, is comedy lame? Like am I lame for doing comedy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me confirm that. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are, but like not really. I don't know. They're lame for being like lawyers and shit. Oh, 100%, <laughs> so. dude. I I was I was talking um very very funny comic. He he's amazing. You can catch him on the Long Days podcast, Jared hey. Harvin. I was talking to Jared last night and he we were talking about how like you know, we we've got these like peers before stand up that they release like they work, you know, they're working for the weekend, bro. Yeah, and, right. And then like and then that's what they get to do is just get messed up on the weekends, right. do whatever they, and then but we have this thing where it's like almost, you know, you know, every night we have the opportunity to like do this thing we love. And, you know, they only get that <laughs> then they don't I don't even know if they love getting, you know, that high and that drunk. It's just like, "Oh, I can finally do it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like we have the opportunity Release every night to like, stress. "Oh, this is like this fulfills me. This makes yeah. me feel good." So, no, that's true. I I I think about it a lot because I do have I have some friends who are still in that. Well, of course they are. Mm -hmm. You know, they're my friends from before stand up. Mm -hmm. So, they're just they're doing that and they're making a hell of a, like boatloads of money, but, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they just have no time, and and I do feel like they're just like cold brew in the morning, like delivering like pretty good food to their house all day, uh -huh. and then like at night maybe they don't even go out because they're working so late, and then you know on a on maybe a weekend night they go out and they just get plastered, and I'm like damn, that just sound like I, I wouldn't even want like I would want to get drunk, but like I also wouldn't want to deal with that major ass hangover that you're dealing with because you just just like crammed all this energy into one night it's uh -huh. just crazy to me uh -huh. it's like just do do, do um, you know what i was thinking i'm surprised that you're a big comedy guy like everyone but no you're you're whatever i mean by that <laughs> i'm surprised that you don't do bjj i feel like at one point in like every and like oh, a lot of comics dude, i just start doing I, brazilian jiu-jitsu i broke down that acronym in my head and i was like yo Thelonious is a freak yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what the thing is though? I'm I I'm I'm into the like surrounding things. Like I I really I do mess with like meditation. I do uh, think stoicism is dope. Hey, <laughs> so I'm hey, like okay. I'm hitting all these surrounding things. You're, so you're you're basically what you're saying is you haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get there, I think. Oh, 100%. It's kind of like no, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the is equivalent to the businessman with golf. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? exactly what that's it is. That's what it is. Yo, it's, don't steal this bit from me. Uh, no, fuck you. It's my thing. No, it's we're parallel thinking it. No, you can't say it's fuck No, you. I'll give this to you. This will be you your best joke. I'm not using uh, it as a joke. I'm just saying it, I had but, this idea you know, as well. You, you, don't you have those peers who are like playing golf right now who are going to end up being really good at it at 40? Right. Where it's like we probably all, and we have those comedy peers who are going to be really good at jujitsu when they're yeah. 40, but then the rest of us are going to start later. Yeah. So they're like, you know, like... <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, no, it, it makes sense because like I was, I, whenever, whenever you listen to these guys, they're just like, yeah, like I met this dude and like he rolls and then I, you know, and then we basically like, you know, it's like having a common interest, but also like an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And like golf is cool, but I feel like it doesn't make sense to get really good at golf. Yeah. Unless you want to play golf with other people mm-hmm. who are at that level of golf. Dude, I, I just, you know what I mean? It just yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. I, and like the thing is, like I, I played sports growing up, and like I, I you played sports. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play. I'll play you in any sport right now. What sport? What sport? <laughs> uh, I was uh, basketball and football, man. Sports. Damn. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna be. And I also throughout high school, not as seriously, but we were very good. Like our team was very good. Played ultimate frisbee. Love. No way. We got so like you the basketball the stack? guys. Yeah, dude. Oh, you stack it up. No, dude. I wasn't even a cutter. I was a deep man. Oh bro. shit. I, the thing is, my coach <laughs> hated me because he's like, dude, actually, like, like learn this game. Don't just be like. Let's hawk <laughs> like that's <laughs> I, by senior wow, year. That I kind was of a, three uh, specific ultimate frisbee. Yeah, dude. Oh uh, my god, I forgot how much I loved it. Um, it's fun. I I I played a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I was gonna ask you earlier. Um, have you gotten like with your friends before stand up? Have you had those inklings of money jealousy and the sense of at any like at after undergrad so. you could just decide to become an accountant that position is always hiring you know there are not enough accountants you could make you know uh, at least 70 grand out of uh college and then you know in 5 years you're going to be definitely easily making six figures that's a viable path but we have yeah. decided yeah, yeah. <laughs> to not make money Where, has that hit you yet that jealousy a little bit um I think it hit me early on because I didn't even get the accounting job that I wanted. <laughs> Wait, I mean? did you actually try to? Of course, I tried to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do stand. I didn't start stand up right out of college. So I was just like, gotcha. I was. I was on that path of working the, during the days and getting hammered on the weekends, mm-hmm. and it was really bad. One, I actually blacked out it because I lived at my mom's place, and I blacked out. And I came home to my mom's place one time, mm-hmm. which is the first time I, she'd ever seen me, and it was bad because like I, I, I was actually fully blackout and i was like damn that's crazy dude my buddy when i went back home he was like dude i'm having the post game at my place but i'd forgot game yeah man but i'd forgotten the afters i'd forgotten that that he (laughs) he had he he didn't live at his parents house anymore he went to college in st louis and had a place in st louis but i wasn't thinking i just went back to his childhood home and no one was there so i I just kept walking around the house and i opened up his bedroom window climbed into his bedroom fell asleep in his bed his mom woke me up the next morning was like what the hell are you doing here and i was like oh sorry Uh." (laughs) she made me breakfast my buddy called me he's like are you having breakfast with my parents i'm like yeah dude (laughs) dude that's insane yeah (laughs) oh man how did when was this before the age of phones? You're not that old. Well, like no one was answering everything like that. Like it, this was like not no one was posting a picture of his other apartment. Like that's crazy, bro. I when I tell I was you must have been messed very, up. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So then you crawled and fell asleep in his bed instead yep. of going home. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And this is like I'm not spending you know thirty dollars on that Uber to go home. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll have someone pick me up tomorrow. I'll figure oh. it out. <laughs> that kind of mentality. <laughs> Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. Uh, I I am fine now. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually a, like a major problem. I don't. That might be one of the worst stories. No, dude, not even close, bro. Like that was like a silly, goofy time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but like they could have killed you, or like just thought that they could have called the. You know what I mean? They, like that's just like a wild thing to do. Yes, dude. The, they didn't know you were there. <laughs> had no idea. I don't know where the St. Louis is chill like that. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, our friends, uh, you know, our son's friend just came over. Uh-huh. We had no idea, but um, 
I, I think that like the, in that that family and had like a couple like had a couple boys in the family and like oh. r- r- rough housings and like just being makes- delinquents. So it's like ah like shit happens. <laughs> it could yeah. be like they probably thought it was their son. Found out the morning of it was not. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now thinking of it from your perspective, I'm like, oh, that is <laughs> egregious. That's- no, it's the, I, like you told it because you thought it was like a somewhat weird story. No, that's <laughs> insane. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. If I told you that, you'd be like, that's really crazy. Except I did do that. But other than the fact that that was really crazy. I'm I'm, I'm very curious. So if you were working that day job, I, I know this is your show, but I'm very curious. Uh, what <laughs> you was? Want to ask me questions? I just want to ask you one quick one. What was your uh, like the impetus? Like the um. The driving force of being like, oh, I need to do stand up because oh, I man. assume you were a fan for a minute. I have talked about it a little bit, but it's okay. I um, it's weird because I started. I tried to do stand up in college. Corey Yaskowitz and me went to the same college. I don't know if you know Corey. And, He's the uh, man. Yeah, we went. We were both in fraternities in uh, at, at the University of Buffalo, and I remember he would like go down. We met. You know what we did? I did a sta- I did an open mic at our school. It was like the only open mic ever that mm-hmm. our school hosted in the student union. Damn. And um, and you know, and he went up, and I went up. I was horrible because it was my first thing, and and um, and he was like, I go to New York all the time to do this. I like, and I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. And then years went by. I took like a stand-up class. I dropped out halfway because mm-hmm. I was too. It wasn't for me. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine going on stage. And and then finally, I joined an improv team. I joined UCB. Went through all the levels. <laughs> then I got a job in North Carolina. Moved away from New York. Whoa. Then I started doing improv there. And then finally, I was like, I took a stand-up class again there. That ended right as the pandemic hit. Okay. So I was like, I didn't do any open mics. Mm-hmm. And I came back here. Then I took another fucking stand-up class. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I was balling, apparently. <laughs> I had a real job, so like I was actually able to afford it. Uh-huh. And then I took a stand-up class. It ended just as just as stand-up could come back. Open mics could come back. Improv was like basically locked up till like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But finally it came back, and then I started doing stand-up because I couldn't do improv. And it's so much better. Dude, yeah. I can't I can't go back. Every time I go back, I'm like, it feels so weird. It feels so fake. Doesn't understand I don't understand how anyone could imagine because I was doing improv to to basically to make it or like, you know, to make it a career. I was doing it like multiple times a week, you know, mm-hmm. every after work, every as much as I could, like three, four just how can you do that? It's it doesn't make any there's no path. The only the only like I, I feel like the reason that improv is so funny is because we're going in with the standards of like this is like we know that this is improvised like the audience is like all right we're we're lowering our standards in a way because we know this yeah. is kind of off the dome and in reality like the the improv teams that were really great at ucb like they had such great chemistry with each other very funny people towards like the themes and motifs and roles that they like you know fill were like kind of a little like routine they knew how to like act in those spaces and like I, I I find that like they like you had so many talented people doing it, but I don't I don't think that you can do it at a beginner level and then proceed up and have it be good. <laughs> like even though even though like beginning stand up like in your first five years, even though if you think that you're kind of getting it a little bit, you're still dog shit. Like like I mean that's in, I'm clu- including myself yeah, yeah, right you're not now. Five years in, no, not at three? all. Uh, yeah, I, I would give it. I would give it. I would give it two and a half, I guess. Oh, um, half. But like the, um, 
like the, the those teams, they just all knew each other so well. They knew each other's like how like the, each other's sensibilities. They were actually friends, and then that's why they were able to do improv well. Because I did uh, UCB one hundred and one. Oh yeah, and I remember Who's our your show. Teacher? Uh, I can't remember his name, bro. I was so high okay, during right. every single. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Really? Yeah, dude. That's I, wild. When I, when I say that, like I'm I'm sober for a reason, dude. I, when did I, you get sober relative to your stand up? Um, so I got sober three years ago. Like oh, the reason, okay. yeah. And the thing is, like I I had tried, I like I had tried, like technically the first time I got up was like senior year of college, but like I had done a couple open mics, right, right. just it, I hammered. Feel like has done that. It's, yeah, and like the thing is, like I was like I would love to do this as a career, but I wasn't able to like. I couldn't imagine anything as a career. I was yeah. just kind of like wayward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, as long as I can get high today, like oh, that, we'll shit. figure tomorrow okay. out. And, um, but yeah. And then I don't know, just something that clicked. I even wrote this letter to myself when I got sober. It was like in the first couple of days of getting sober, they like my, uh, oh, man. my I've rehab letters to myself. Dude, oh, man, oh, those dude, are the worst. Dude, I can't feel- even look at them. Bro. Dude. <laughs> Dear, dear Stan, I hope that you oh, read them. No, <laughs> no, and the thing is, like, they made us write it, and it was like part of it was like I, I think a huge part of me getting sober. I, I put in there, I was like, if you're still doing stand up, great, because at this time, literally handful of open mics, right. kind of mentally barely decided to do it. And if you're not, I'm. Ho- I hope you found happiness. Like I was ready to just Ooh. like, yeah, very dark as far as like I just need to be happy because I'm so depressed. Yeah. And then about like six months sober, I was like there's nothing I want to do more than stand up. Like it was just like a, this yearning, this like, Oh my God, I feel so (laughs) like, so that, at that point that clear headed, the fact that I was still so committed to wanting to do it. I was like, all right, I'm going forward with it. And then went, now I've not worked harder on anything in my life. Yeah, dude, it's so weird. That's so funny. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I feel like, you know, it's an order. Everyone, you know, you, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to, um, put away so much time of your life to get better at something random. Uh, yeah. The thing it's is, man, like not like it's, it's a long game. It's so a long it's game. It's crazy also, to be like, it's just like, dude, I'm not even good with my 401k, but I'm going to fucking start stand up. This is, this is <laughs> some, crazy. Hi- this is some hippie shit, but like, you know, we always joke around when we go to shitty open mics and we're like, Oh, this, this mic sucks. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, well, dude, yeah. <laughs> I kind of go from the perspective of like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> like this is better. This is better than me being hung over on my couch. Like, yeah. and like, I, I don't know. Like, even though I do have those slips where I'm like, ah, like this sucks. I still, I, I try to keep gratitude in the front of my mind and be like, yo, this is cool. You like this, even though it's actually very lame, but then it's like, yeah. this is your favorite thing. You get to do your favorite yeah. thing every day. That's yeah. so that's so cool. And just keep it very simple like that. Yeah. It's like this is awesome. Yeah. I'm happy to be here, dude. And also, like, it's funny. Yeah. And if you want to talk, if you want to be cool, then uh, talk about cool stuff in your stand-up. Don't talk about <laughs> you know dinosaurs and Toy Story three. I don't know. Some people are so actually still lame, but it's okay. Whatever. I, by the way, I wanted to say uh, you're listening to Eggs, Bacon, Grits, Sausage Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Thelonious Furio. I'm here with my guest, Spencer Wright. You can find him on Instagram at Spencer Weezy uh, Tommy. Speezy Tommy. I got you, dog. Speezy taught me. Oh, thank you. How do you spell it? Just say S P E E Z Y taught me, as in Yeezy taught me from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but Speezy. S P E E Z 
why why taught me <laughs> yes sir all right there we go because i think i interrupted you anyway <laughs> so good. that's how we do it here i just interrupt you as you're uh throwing down your plugs mm-hmm. uh, but we'll do it again i just wanted to uh, i just want to do that uh, before we jump back in mm-hmm. and i have no of course i don't know where we were talking about immediately is mind erased mm-hmm. uh but that's okay because we have more stuff to talk about you were telling me about you know you were randomly you were talking about sports and then you uh, we started talking about stack. We started about talking about uh, frisbee, and then all I don't even know. It's based <laughs> off you. You played basketball at one point. Uh huh. Yes. I, I know you said ba- basketball and football. What positions did you play? I want to know for uh, my own reasons. Yeah. Not about stand up. Absolutely. Um. I I I played. Uh, growing up, I actually was like I've been like the same height since eighth grade. So like at, <laughs> at like first I was like I was <laughs> yeah. At first I was like a uh, like a like a small forward, and I was like oh, but I can be like a point forward. But then with age, I was like oh shit, I'm I'm a shooting guard. I'm a shooting guard. <laughs> I'm a shooting. Dude, my I'm still dirty in the post. Like that, I would actually say that as far as like. If you got somebody my size and uh, even larger than me, I'm, I'm gonna work them. Isn't so. a small forward a three? Yeah, yeah. So you just went up, you went down one. But That's the, not only, the craziest only, thing. All I'm saying is like I, I mean I w- I would say that like it was just because I could handle the ball always. I would have been I had the size of like a power forward, but like could just handle the ball. So I was like you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I you're, basketball. You said you're nasty in the post, still. Yeah, bro, I, I am. Uh, I uh, there was this um. I think it was up up until like eighth grade. It was literally up until eighth grade. I was like, "Yo, I'm going to the league." Oh, and like, man. no, hear me out. That's that, dope, though. Yeah, no, because like I, the way I look at it, I don't give myself shit about it because I'm like, what was the thing I liked the most? Basketball. Okay. What was the thing that looked the coolest to do? Make a ton of money playing basketball. <laughs> Boom, easy. <laughs> Let's oh, go to the so, league. So you haven't progressed at all. Yeah. You just focused your attention on something else, dude. I I know something for a more fact, attainable. That it, was in quotes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> something completely more, definitely more rational. Um, eighth grade me would smoke me right now. Pretty sure. That makes sense. Yeah, he's in better shape and. Okay, calm down, calm yeah, down. You don't know shape, that. <laughs> more handsome. Uh, you know. I, think, I think his dick is bigger, bro. I think that... <laughs> uh, not, you know, not recovering from any problems. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. Like, hasn't, actually, like, hasn't become an alcoholic yeah. yet. Has had his mom feeding him like he's normally. <laughs> his... <laughs> you you play basketball? You still play? Uh, I never played organized, but I, I I really I think I'm probably for an unorganized player very good. Mm-hmm. Unorganized, <laughs> yes. unorganized layer. For somebody who did not play organized uh, basketball, I'm pretty good, but you know, of course, I could be better. And I also don't really like. I'm not able to do it much. Uh-huh. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, if you played organized and you played on a high school team for four years, mm-hmm. you're probably better than me. <laughs> but like a lot of t- it's because I'm tall, like I'm, I always, dude, I just destroy people. You're gonna put your heart in the game. I just I, it, it, people think they can fucking push me around. I'm like, nah, oh. nah. All right, I'll pull the chair out on your dude, ass, dude. I'll, that's a metaphor uh, for life, right there, man. <laughs> dude, I'm 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 trying to not be as lanky, but I am lanky, and I, I'll 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 catch some Rees. No, you and me were talking about we're we're putting on lbs this summer. Oh we're, yeah, dude, we're both on we're the grind. Yoked, yeah, dude. yeah, we're both uh, we're getting yoked. Yeah, man. Oh, I, not this summer. Next summer, maybe. Well, by, okay, by next summer, that's we're gonna yeah. when we're gonna drop some progress pics on the gram. You know, dude, on the gram. <laughs> yeah, because my fitness pal has about like eighteen thousand photos, but uh, yeah. they're not they're not getting uploaded yet. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you you played small forward and then you played shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I would still say I would still say right now though, if we're gonna go, we're gonna talk like. Uh, pick up like I I still think my best asset that would bring to a pickup game is my passing though 
It's like I, I I'm I'm dude. Have you played against like eighteen year olds nowadays? They no. all shoot from like thirty oh, feet yeah, out yeah, yeah. because of Steph. Yeah. Like all these kids have like kind of like gained this ability and actually started practicing it. Yeah. Dude, I can hit from twenty four maybe. Like you know what That's I mean? Like a regular three. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like oh shit! Like these kids are like yeah, dude. It's and I'm, I'm on defense. I'm a liability out on the fucking, <laughs> on the perimeter. Like dude, I I need help. Uh -huh. I'm not. Uh, if I'm if I'm covering a shot, I somebody better come help on that. If he <laughs> yeah. start driving on me, so uh -huh. like I'll let them shoot. I'm just bad. I'm just like I don't know. I'll take my chances. Dude, I, I mean, just don't want you to do a layup on me. It's more embarrassing. Dude, playing defense is different nowadays because <laughs> it's like you're like oh he's he's way past. Also, oh shit. nowadays for me when I was you know like also everyone sucked when I was playing. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, why? So you're saying that everyone because now everyone no, but do pe people still drive? People dunk harder too. People <laughs> yeah, just dude. dunking and doing threes. Uh huh. Terrible combination as like a dude. If you're shooting mid range jump shots in a pickup game, you're trash, bro. And that's dude, me. I'm yeah, trash. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hitting. I'm hitting like banking off the thing from like ten <laughs> feet out. Like I just I probably look like like you know DeRozan, but trash. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they call me the young Tim Duncan all the time. <laughs> the young T. The young TD. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Uh, no one's ever called me that. No one's ever called me that. <laughs> No. Have they ever taught you uh, called you Speezy? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't like this is this is probably the most important part of like like who I am right now after the NBA stint after 8th grade. I right. was like, "All right, if I can't go to the league, I'm a huge hip hop head. I'm just oh. going to become a rapper, bro." Ah, <laughs> dude, did you ever rap? Yes, you dude. A, I, dropped a a single? I dropped a mix. I dropped a mixtape. No. Dude, the so is hear me out. Is it out? Oh yeah, it got, it? I, I circulated it. No, we're not. Can I, no, can I play it. Absolutely. Let not. me play one song. What's I legitimately, your best song? I legitimately can't find it. <laughs> no, you're lying, dude. I'm, if I'm I look up, I'm dead taught me on SoundCloud. Am I finding it? It didn't. I didn't even drop it on SoundCloud. I was like messaging it to people. Oh um and dude, like here, like I. You act like a 36 year old. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We had normal platforms at this point. But the the thing is, like, I. I almost kind of like want, didn't want to drop it because I was aware, like self-aware enough. But I, when I listened to old Jack Harlow shit, as far as yeah. like unreleased, when he wasn't signed yeah. or whatever, I was like, oh, we were on the same level. I just got made fun of for doing it. And I feel like that is what actually like kind of like made me a comedian is that I in almost, you know, it's like when you get bullied growing up like that, you kind of almost like build up these walls and find ways to deflect it. And like a lot of people will end up using humor. I like created a thing to get made fun of for. <laughs> so That's I got funny. ripped oh, apart did by you people. Do it on purpose though? Like I just was like, oh, I want to rap. Yeah. I'm not uh, no, I didn't want to get brutally made fun of. <laughs> Dude, I was a freshman and like the grades above like destroyed me and would make fun of me because like like uh and made fun of me by calling me Speezy. Genuinely. They they oh. I, I called myself my rapper name was Mr. Wright. <laughs> Last oh, name. So bad. But they called me Speezy, making fun of me. And I remember it's one day... It's supposed to be like Spazzy almost? No, because uh, you had Lil Wayne being Wheezy, yeah, right. Kanye being Yeezy, and they're like, oh, Spencer's Speezy. Yeah, but that's actually... <laughs> but if it's not about Spazzy, then it's not a bad name. The thing is, it, but the, hear me out, it, it was... The intention was to make fun of me, and I wasn't, like, good or anything, so it was embarrassing. And I went home one day, and I was like, how do I, like, battle this? How do I, like, combat this? Oh, by just embracing it, oh, and so I was no, just like, "Yeah, motherfuckers, so I'm funny, speezy." Dude. And like, and like, even my boys, like, I wasn't, I, I went out, I partied, I was like, not like a loser in high school or anything, but I was treated like that a little bit because of the rapping. But then I turned right. it on its back and was like, "Yeah, 
I am speezy. Like even when I stopped rapping after that one year, yeah. <laughs> I was still like, yeah, I'm speezy. I'm proud of it. So it was like, I feel Dude. like that was huge to eventually become a stand up because it's like the, when you're when you're starting out, you're eating it. You suck. You just but you just got to keep pushing. Just be like, yeah, I'm a stand up. I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> Dude. And you did it. That's funny. So you think that, yeah, becoming a, a an open mic uh, rapper. <laughs> yes. Made you an open mic comedian. Uh huh. Absolutely. Dude, you gotta like whip that out. You gotta bring that out. I whipped it out at a, a uh, Im- improvisational stand-up show, and it like and it crushed. It, it was uh, Demetrius Fields has a great show at uh, Sour Mouse, um, and uh, Sour Mouse still has stand-up. Uh, yeah, yeah. They uh, and they a- a- Ashley Gavin also has a great show there. Um, that I think she does weekly on Sundays. She's incredible. Um, but then uh, Demetrius Fields does uh, the show called Boyfriend Material, and. Uh, all improv stand up. It ended up like SoundCloud or something got brought up. I started talking about being a rapper, and it's like, I think this is why like writing with somebody is important, or like at least just having conversations like this because you don't realize what's maybe funny right. until you kind of like tell somebody just some uh, benign thing, and they're like, "Dude, that's hilarious!" Yeah, or like that's like yeah. unique. And it almost like I can learn a lot about you if you talk about that. And you're like, oh, I had no idea. Like you, you have some jokes about like, you know, younger brother, family dynamics, and which I think are great because like on the surface, like might not be funny. But if you were to tell me a story like that and I'd be like, oh, no, Thelonious, that's like I learned yeah. a lot about you and that's funny. So I think that's really important to just like talk things out. Hell yeah, man. I, that's why I was, I was when you were potentially MIA for this uh, for this today bro i never was you weren't but in, in my brain <laughs> you were not here you were like i said you relapsed you were dead uh-huh uh you were active on social bro, media at five in the morning i'm like he's not coming i promise you if i relapse <laughs> i will be dead i'm going to hundo p bro i'm not half-assing it being like a little hungover i'm yeah, gonna be yeah. in delaware oh, with man. a needle in my neck oh, okay man. oh man <laughs> live we're live yeah we're live <laughs> talking about delaware death <laughs> No, but I was saying, I was, um, oh man, that's fucked up. <laughs> but no, I was saying, um, I like uh, I was listening to, I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode, and uh, he was he had on, maybe he had on Schultz or somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, they were just talking about. Now I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about how like maybe he's like maybe I should do a, a solo, um, a solo show or two because all these guys they get material from their stuff when they go solo. So then that was already in my head. So I was like, I was thinking like, what can I do? Oh, you're talking, and then like, you can get material out of doing solo stuff. Cause you bring it up on your own. You know, you you're talking like Bill out. Burr's podcast and podcast. Yeah. Like you're talking about, okay. Oh, he was talking about Bill Burr specifically. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cause yeah, I mean, Burr has brought, who was he talking to? Burr has gotten so much material from that. And I think that, uh, I mean, dude, I, it, it's so cool listening to old episodes of pod. Like, it's great discovering a comedian, going back to old episodes yeah. of their podcast, and realizing that's where they came up with bits. Like, uh, Gillis had that with um, early in uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Shane Gillis, you go yeah. back through early episodes, and you're like, oh, like this is where he was discovering material. Um, I, it's just, I, I think that you're, you're nailing it. It's like it, it brings up shit from your subconscious that you just didn't even think was gonna be funny. I think, dude, I think I may end up starting a solo one and mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's going to be super embarrassing, but like whatever, but you know what I mean? Just, just so I can get those things so I can, you know, cause there's something about also doing it on the microphone that makes it things happen. Uh-huh. So I, mean, I don't know what it is. Dude, I did that last night, um, on the six o'clock show. I 
had this joke talking about Catholicism. New bit went over really well. You actually saw the first I saw time I ever, I, I ever did it. Like I, I literally remember. didn't even do it on a mic, but I was like, this is a small show. Let's run this. I remember. I, I remember liking it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. I think, did I mention it? No, you it? loved it. You didn't loved I it. Tell no, you after? Yeah, you I was like, Hey, that's it. I like that. Appreciate I like it. The, yeah. So what happened is like, then this guy was like, said something. The audience member said something. I responded back, oh, got laughs. Shit. I was like, wait, this reminds me of a yeah. story. It's just a funny story that yeah. I didn't really put in a bit form, but I was like, yo, I'm just going to say this real quick uh -huh. and saying it, they loved it. And I was like, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta turn this into something. All so. right. What was the what it was, was about the cream pies? Cream, oh, pies. cream pies. Okay, <laughs> all right. I mean, silly as hell. Mm -hmm. Silly as hell. That's funny, man. I um, that's funny. I just had my first uh, uh, like I did a. I don't know if I told you yet. I I had a full solid set of just crowd work. Wow, for very the first cool. time, like I think you in the last week or two. Very nice, man. And I like have it on audio recorded. Ugh! but like I have it recorded. And uh -huh. it, was, it was it was really cool. Yeah, and I was like, man, I did, and I was the reason I was doing all the crowd work is because I started immediately. People were like interacting with me in a good way because the previous comic had just did did their material and it kind of the material wasn't working for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And so when I when I came up, I was very like open to hearing what they were gonna say, and then it just kept going, and they kept feeding me more juicy bits yeah. and it just kept working and I was like alright I'm just gonna keep doing it and then I and then I basically ran the light doing crowd work <laughs> and I never got to my uh, never got to my stuff uh -huh. and Adrian was hosting and he was like dude that was amazing and I was like Thank that's you awesome so much. man that's I like awesome a lot. yeah great dude yeah. I think that uh, when I've done that it's not been a positive thing. it's like when I've done um, <laughs> yeah because it could be a positive or negative that's what I'm saying well, it's what, a positive what, what I'm saying no like the reason I did it I was like I hate all mater my material right now mm -hmm. I and this is like, you know, in the first like couple months of last, last year being in New York, I was like, I'm just going to do crowd work. And if it's a check spot, like that's what I'm going to do to get their attention. Um, very useful skill to have. And it is so impressive watching comedians who you've seen before then use crowd work to inter intertwine it with their bits. That's keeping people engaged and making sure you have punchlines to keep making them laugh. Like that is so impressive. So building up that skill is so important. And then watching people implement it into their actual material is great too like i i'm very impressed by that but uh very congratulations man that's awesome <laughs> thank you uh i forget um you came here i don't understand how did you end up starting at broadway because you you mm -hmm. only been in new york a year so i was in uh after i graduated i was in i was actually in new york for a year and i'd ended up a uh i was doing like like an open mic like a week not really doing it it was yeah, pathetic yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like they needed a replacement uh intern at one point and i just was yeah, like around dude, i had a mic a week you were interning there yeah bro it's that's embarrassing insane. but the thing is like it's just because they needed they needed dude, bodies no, that's awesome <laughs> no it's not it's embarrassing it but is. then but then when i came back to new york things were still closed down but they knew of me and i had reached out and they were like yeah you can help fix up the club so i was helping like get the club back in working order and everything oh, wow, okay. and then with that they're like they're like hey by the way we don't have like intern spots but we can have you work the door we don't have interns well no as in every every spot was filled at the time okay and they were like but you helped out so much in the club like you can like work the door and we'll pay you to work the door and that turned into you know they saw that i could actually do stand up at a passable level yeah right. and they're like all right we'll give you spots <laughs> too when you work and it's just kind of like step by step just kind of like getting more and more opportunities and yeah 
and and through that you've met i feel like you're deeply entrenched in the scene like some people are in in the scene and some people aren't like i think i am kind of but like i feel like you are like you are tapped in well, i appreciate to the new york city stand-up scene and like you know you're always at these shows when people come to broadway you know everybody but more than in just like hey what up like it's more like hey man like let's continue our three-hour conversation that we stopped the other day and i'm like what the hell well you know i but i also think that like i i i think this is what keeps i, I hope a lot of stand-ups have this i always have an imposter syndrome as well though um where i appreciate you saying that but then i also feel like i'm like this new guy when all these people like we're in new york like during the pandemic grinding and right. you've got these people who i might like see for the first time on a show but it's like no dude they've been in new york for eight years fucking killing it and yeah. like you're just now seeing them damn man like you're really uh, not gonna you know so like uh, even so last people night you like that people no people. no i'm just i i'm creating this in my own head where oh, i'm like where i'm like right. oh you don't belong in reality we're all just mammals interacting no one's thinking deeply about how, how much time have you put into it we're just all getting by trying to do this thing we love i was at a when i was at broadway last night uh on the eight o'clock show all the comics who were on it were standing around and i had this moment where i was like and this is so corny but i just kind of looked at every comic that was standing there and i was just like damn like this is next up these comics ah, are so funny <laughs> dude like, i this, love that like and That's i was just so and it was just awesome. like the, the the people who were booked on that show i was just like oh this is heavy hitters this is so cool just i feel i feel so grateful just to be around them yeah like, that, like so that was cool dude i feel the same way whenever julio is about to get up monster julio Diaz, three two one monster on dude i i'm just like I, it's cool it's mm -hmm. cool that i get to go up and he goes up mm -hmm. and like i'm just like dude it's awesome mm -hmm. that's all I, the other day it was uh brian kim uh julio usama Siddiqui, drexter Clemson, Drexton Clemens, Clemens. Uh, you know there was an, there was a couple other people. I was just Great like, lineup. And uh, I think Brent was hosting. Mm -hmm. It was just like, or maybe it was, maybe it was uh, Cody Lewis. Mm -hmm. Either way, it was like, man, I am on this lineup. That's epic. Like mm -hmm. I could not imagine being on this lineup six months ago. That is a, that is a good way to keep you humble, though, too. Like as far as like, let's say like you're doing the check spot, and you might eat it, and then you watch uh, Julio close and he murders it. You're like, yeah. you're like, cool, okay, I got a long way to go, but that's okay. I think that's like super healthy to like do well and do poorly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm just figuring. I'm still, we're all works in progress with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I just like, I was just thinking, like, I don't know. I just realized that I should not. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like okay with the check spot, and then sometimes I'm like. I'm not, I, I forget that like I have to be the check spot because there has to be a check spot. So mm -hmm. when I'm like, like don't, it's a weird thing. I was thinking like, do I, do I interrupt the people as like, do I say, Hey, what's up? Like, what are you guys talking about? Or, like, cause that's what I want to say. Sometimes I do do it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm probably making the waiter get like a shittier tip. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll, I got to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Like if there are people being loud, it's because they're calculating their tip. Uh -huh. It's not because of me. Hear me out. I would say the one, if you really just want to get people's attention and then go on to your material, if that's what you're going to focus on for that set, uh, if you can see, find some people who actually have wrapped up their bill, just kind of look at table to table, be like, hey, how's it going? What's up, guys? Right. How are we doing? Kind of spot some people who have, you know, maybe already closed down and be like, what's going on, y'all? You guys having a good time? How do you guys mm -hmm. know each other? Even if the people have already done crowd work with them, it's like that'll immediately get the people to wrap their bills up. I actually up. start with that. Mm -hmm. I, I go like, I when I start, I go, hey, how are we doing? 
And then, you know, I'm like, all right, like this guy, oh, this side's great. This side's great. This guy cold as ice, man. This guy's out here sucks. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you guys. And then I kind of just, that's how I think I've accidentally found that that's how you are. Right, these people are actually attentive right now. These people are paying their tab mm-hmm. or don't give a hell about me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, you know, there have been, you know. Dude, so. if you, if, but like, if you will get very strong in those spots. Like, um, I heard, uh, uh, Soder was on uh, Joe Rogan and uh, talking about how Mike Britt would host at Stand Up New York. Uh, Mike Britt's a monster, dude. And would every time that he was hosting, he would let Soder do the check spots and how that just got him so much stronger. Like, I love hearing these guys, from these guys that I really look up to kind of like confirm that I'm oh, not yeah. like wasting my time or yeah. anything like that. You know what I mean? When you Hell hear yeah. when you hear these guys are like had a kind of a similar path you're like all right cool i'm going to sometimes eat it that is fine like just getting comfortable in that spot you're going to become so much stronger and i i um i also speaking of like i did not realize that there were a few there are a few like not just pete davidson coming out of broadway interning mm-hmm. like there was uh like i didn't realize sam Marill. Mm-hmm. Yep. did you know that yep mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then somebody jake velez uh-huh. I, don't, I actually Ricky Velez. Ricky Velez. I forget. I, I forget to always like watch his stuff. He he's fantastic. I saw him uh he opened for uh Mulaney at uh Madison Square oh, Garden. Murder, dude. That's crazy. Murdered. He he was he was he was it was so cool because it was like a perfect testament to like if you start if you can like like work the clubs and like be a monster there, yeah, you can make it translate. And he made it translate into an arena and it was so cool to see you know new york guy doing mass and square garden just unbelievable is that your goal like what's your goal with stand up mm-hmm. i would say my goal um and i i appreciate like I, I try to take it day by day one day at a time and like almost like take that principle from aa and apply it to my stand-up <laughs> career one day at okay. a time just trying to get better right. but if we're going like to talk be i'm going to be honest about long-term goals one of the best ever 100 percent. all right like one I, of the best ever stand up yeah I, I be in the conversation like everybody's gonna have their own opinion but i like i feel like if you're going to do something dedicate all your time to this and it's like why not try to be one of the best and like these short-term goals i have are like to get certain things right, act on certain things, uh, perform at certain things. Those are like short-term goals all leading up to like, I do want to do this at the highest level. And like, that's what I'm working for. So very cool. Very cool. If you had to give some advice to, and yeah, just basically comics of all experience levels, you know, are there any there pieces of advice you give? I would say to start a show that you're getting up on, uh, and that you're producing book and other comics. So start that show. And then I would, uh, uh, and my, my buddy mentioned this and it made so much sense, uh, sense to me. Uh, a lot of people just say, get up X amount of times a week or get up, you know, as much as you can. I would yeah. say, try to go for a span of time where you're also getting up every day so that you, even when you have bad days, like you're like, you know, let's say you like something bad happened. You're in an awful mood. You can go up and, know that and perform in that mentality because there is going to be a time when you're on the road, you've got a sold out show. Uh, God forbid your grandparent passes away and you've still got to do that show. It's good to have that experience of being in a bad headspace. So maybe like, even if you do normally take Sundays off, but still hit 15 to 20 spots in the week, maybe for, you know, two months, do it every day. See how that feels. Dude, that's a, I, I like that. I think we talked about that a little bit one time and I'm always changing my opinion on it. 
at one point I was saying like try to hit two minimum a day and then it was like maybe hit if you're gonna go hit two but maybe don't you know take a day or two off and now I now I want to do I was talking to TJ Francis I want to try to do I want to try to do like one a day just depending on the schedule I think it, you know it's healthy it's it's okay to everyone has their own pace mm-hmm. not everyone has to Osama Siddiqui it yep yeah, and uh, so I appreciate that. Um, we are, so where can we find you, Spencey Easy? Easy, uh, <laughs> man. Damn. If you if you butcher it one more time, no. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you can find me. Uh, Speezy taught me on Instagram. S P E E Z Y taught me. Uh, also, I've got the uh, the pregame comedy on Instagram as well. Our next show is going to be in Little Italy at one forty five Mulberry Street uh, on August fifth. So yeah, just find us at the pregame comedy. You can get tickets there. It's going to be a good time. At the pregame comedy on Instagram? Correct. Hey. And <laughs> you'll probably find me there. I you almost found me there last week. Uh Julia needed me for uh you know, a quick uh, crunch down. She had a um she had a she had a, sh- a spot at New York Comedy Club, so she she was like I I'd, I'd like your help to prepare for it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I was really I did I was planning. I even DM'd the pregame and I unsent the uh, I unsent the <laughs> message cuz I was like I'm literally not, you guys started an hour. I thought you guys were starting at eight thirty. You guys started at six thirty. We started at seven, bro. It's on the it's on the six thirty. No, six thirty doors. Yeah, I thought you guys started at eight thirty. Gotcha. <laughs> Whatever. All right. All Excuses good, for the week. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. I was gonna say. Uh. Yeah. Uh. By the way, you've been listening to Eggs, Bacon, Grit, Sausage Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm here with Spencer Wright. Like you said, you know where to find him at Spencer at Speezy taught me a, <laughs> and um, next week we have uh, John Moskowitz. He is also a Broadway Comedy Club um, special uh, guy. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> who knows? Um, you know, he's a he's a guy who works there, and he's also like a very funny comedian. He was just in Toronto for like a straight month. Yeah, dude, he, almost. He's hilarious. You guys are gonna love him. Yeah, and um, we have an extra minute. I just wanted to, uh, damn, I just had, I, my brain just went blank. I love when that happens. Um, what was I going to say? Damn it. Um, I'll just um it for a couple, three minutes, and then we're good. No. Uh, Who are your top five off the bat off that the you bat, like the most? Uh, Tom Segura. Thank you for that. Uh, Tom Segura, I like. Um, Shane Gillis, I like. Wow, that's so corny of me. No, uh, I, I like. It. I like. Bill Burr, I don't know if he's, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Bill Burr, a top five, man. That's so hard. It's so tough. It's so hard. I don't know. Let me do top three. What do you do? <laughs> my, me, I, I would say right now, my favorite right now working has got to be Shane Gillis. He's a monster, man. Hey. Uh, then I, uh, huge oh, fan shit. of Cat Williams. Oh, shit. Cat oh, yeah, Williams yeah, might I be my OG. I want to ask you about that. It's so funny that you like Cat Dude, Williams have so me on much. A, have me on again, bro. Well, I want to have you and Tori and Mac on, on, um, um, August 28th mm-hmm. if you guys are around gotcha. I already hit up Tori she said she'll make it mm-hmm. I didn't ask you yet because I didn't even have you on yet <laughs> all cool good with that yeah we'll figure it out that's a Sunday and then I'm gonna ask Mac I want to have the boys I can only have three people I think I mean I'd love to have more but you no, know it'll then be people a are sharing show, dude. microphones dude I want it to be a shit show I don't care it'd be so <laughs> fun but you know maybe I'll ask to get two hours you know maybe I'll do something like that mm-hmm. but um hey you guys have been listening to uh, Eggs, Bacon, Grit, Sausage Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Spencer Wright uh, with me, and I'm your host, Thelonious Fear. Uh, thank you. Good night. Everybody say sausage. Keep it going. Eggs, bacon, grits, sausage. sausage. What I did, I'm in liquor. Sausage. What I did, I'm